Hello and welcome to the Hopscot Podcast. This is a recording of a post over on my blog called BA2, The Great Divide. It's an odd thing, knowing that someone is about to open up your chest and start cutting away at your heart. It might sound like the kind of thing reserved for movies starring men in masks stalking groups of teenagers, but actually it really isn't all that horrifying. After all, for people undergoing the procedure, at least when the day arrives, all we have to do is fall asleep. That isn't to say, however, that being rendered unconscious when you know you're about to go under the knife isn't one of the most terrifying moments you have ever lived through. You are on the bed as the anaesthetic is pushed through a line into your arm, and an oxygen mask is placed over your face. Then a nurse tells you to count back from 20. You start counting. 20. Those you have with you, for me it was my parents, hold your hands tightly, reassuring you that everything will be okay. 15. The world around you begins to fade away. Faces blur, and you realize that you can no longer speak. 10. Voices become distant and faint. You can still hear your family and the nurses talking, but they sound as though they're in a different room. 5. You don't make it this far. By the time you got to 5, you've started to wake up already. Breathing is heavy and painful, your vision isn't working properly yet, and as soon as you try to move, firm hands hold you down in place, and a voice from far away says something along the lines of, Take it easy. After a few moments, you realise why your throat hurts so much. There's a breathing tube stuck down it. You look around frantically as your vision begins to clear. You start to make out faces of people you recognise. They speak to you, and although you can hear them, somehow you don't. After a few moments, you fall asleep again. This time, though, it's a natural, restful sleep. Coming round from my second open heart surgery was rough. After a while, the breathing tube was removed, and I was able to properly wake up. One of the first things I noticed, aside from the aching, were the three pipes emerging gracefully from my abdomen. I looked like a character from some sort of cyberpunk movie. These were not simply there for macabre effect, though. They were to allow any build-up of fluid to drain away. No matter the reason, they were not a pretty sight, and they certainly were not comfortable. In time... A nurse, without any ceremony whatsoever, simply pulled them out. They had been inserted very cleverly, so that when the drains were removed, the wound would be closed by stitches already in place. One by one, they were slid out of me, and yes, it was as unpleasant as it sounds. I was grateful afterwards, though, because I could finally sit up and move around on the bed without the fear of prematurely yanking one out. The thing that surprised me most about going in for such a major procedure, during which they quite literally sawed my chest open, was how quickly they were happy to let me go home. I, of course, was delighted. It was just a day before my 16th birthday, and that was absolutely the most important thing that any of us needed to be thinking about at that time. My parents, though, were not super thrilled with the idea of me being discharged so quickly. Mom almost begged the staff to keep me in for a few more days. Obviously, the idea of taking me 130-odd miles to our home at the south end of Loch Ness, with a 70-mile round trip to the nearest hospital, just four days after open-heart surgery, 
was a little daunting. Their heads filled with just about every possible scenario that might occur in the absence of good doctors and nurses, probably all the way up to some kind of alien chestburster situation. On top of that, one of the wounds left by the drains was still weeping. This was pointed out to the doctors several times, much to my disapproval as I just wanted to get home. But in the end, we were assured that all was fine. Back home it was, for one wonderful evening. On the day I turned 16, I woke up feeling sick and with a sky-high temperature. Our local GP came to the house to check on me and immediately sent me to Rave Moor for some tests. Woohoo! 16, yeah. Party in Ward 4. As upsetting as it was to have my sweet 16th tarnished like this, I have to give a shout out to the nurses who went out that day and bought me a gift. A certain brand of deodorant named for a very warm place that most teenage boys tended to smell of around those days. As it turned out, they decided to keep me in hospital for a few days. I had picked up an infection, somehow, looking at you unhealed drain wound. I was placed in isolation with regular monitoring. However, no antibiotics were prescribed. Eventually, with the help of some paracetamol, my temperature came down and I was allowed home with a warning to take good care of myself. Apparently, my plans for abseiling and whitewater rafting as a birthday party needed to go on hold to the next year. I did have a party when I got back, but it wasn't quite the manic hurling ourselves into the pool kind from previous years. Some friends came around, and we sat in the back garden eating some food that may have caused my doctors to raise an eyebrow or two. In the end, it didn't really matter that I'd missed the actual date of my birthday. I had a great party, with good friends, and at least that infection was gone. Except it wasn't. After mentioning the Spider-Man incident in a previous episode, I feel bad about once again bringing up my mum's choice of entertainment. Not so bad that I'm not going to do it though. Open heart surgery is what you might call a traumatic event, which leaves a very tangible mark that being a massive scar down the middle of your chest. However, beneath this surface scar, there is also a bone that has been cracked open and needs to heal properly. Any strain across the chest area can cause a severe amount of pain due to the broken bone, torn muscles, and other assorted damage. The strain can come from coughing, an attack of the hiccups, yawning, or worst of all, sneezing. Trust me, whenever I felt a sneeze coming on, I grabbed the nearest pillow and hugged it tightly to my chest. This went some way to dampening the pain. It can also be caused by sharp and short exhalations of breath, such as those that come as a result from laughter. Now obviously, as a 16-year-old who was barely able to leave the house, I was quite bored. I can't imagine for a second that I was anything other than an absolute delight to be around, but even so, my parents decided that I needed something to occupy my time. After some debate, my mum came up with an out-of-this-world suggestion. Red Dwarf. She was sure that I would really appreciate this absolutely hilarious series and how right she was. To this day, it's still one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen. I loved every episode, despite the pain that watching them brought me. It took me around three weeks, curled up on the couch, with a pillow permanently squashed against my chest, to watch all, at the time, eight series. 
It seems incredible when I look back that such a difficult time was also filled with just so much laughter. Oh, and by the way, the pillow method is one I advise anyone to adopt should they have a need for it. I hope you never do, but just in case. Thanks for listening, folks. Stay safe out there, and remember, be excellent to each other. Mm-hmm.